Did you call Bank? I call Game. Welcome back to Calling Bank. This week, another huge week. We've got our Games of the Week. Who's going to be the MVP? I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, which I've never done before on the podcast, about my team, the Lakers. And we're going to speak a little bit more about what are the potential playoff matchups. So it's, it's a huge week, and we've got a really fun segment at the end as well, where I'm going to quiz Will all about who plays where. So stay tuned for that. But let's start off with our game of the week. So, Will, what was your game of the week? You know, Harry, I've realized I haven't talked much about my favorite team, the Blazers. You haven't. And you should speak more about them, because they're a playoff contender. They will be... In the playoffs this year, Harry, they, unlike I mean, potentially other teams that we're going to speak about later. Most of the teams that I'm speaking about this week are not in the playoffs even slightly. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, the game I wanted to focus on this week is the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, who played the Portland Trail Blazers. It was a good game. I watched um, the highlights. I didn't watch the whole game, but yeah. holy guacamole, that's... That's a playoff matchup I want to see. Exactly. I think the playoffs have come early when you have OKC with their two superstars in Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Three. Three. Stephen Adams. You like Stephen Adams <laughs> versus the big three of Portland. What about Dennis Schroeder? He was a superstar in Atlanta. Yeah, they got rid of him. <laughs> they did. For Carmelo Anthony. And it worked out well. For everyone involved. <laughs> um, basically, this game was about fourth, basic top four in the West because yeah. both teams, similar records. Whoever was going to win this game was going to kind of jump, jump to third. Same Super. <laughs> Same income, different super. <laughs> Look, game went to overtime, yeah. um, and it's funny, game went for 53 minutes, neither team led by more than eight during yeah, the entire it was game. A close game. There were 23 lead changes and 16 oh, ties. Oh, so I love a game like that, though. It's competitive game. the whole way, from start to finish. Exactly. Um, the issue was that each team strung together small runs, gained a slight advantage, and then kind of lost that advantage. The turning point was Nurkic getting ejected for two technicals. Wasn't that at the end of the game, though? The end of the game, but the game went to overtime. The, yeah. the last five seconds was crazy. Yeah. Uh, him getting ejected. He was meant to hit two free throws to tie the game up. Last five seconds, he gets ejected. Then the OKC Thunder get to choose which bench, pl- which player in the Blazers they wanted to Who'd shoot. Who did they choose? Scar Labis- Labissier? Never heard of him. Traded from the Kings. How many uh, shots did he get in? At zero. <laughs> so wow. He hits, misses the first. Yeah. Then you can obviously see Jay goes and speaks to him, like, miss the second. Yeah, obviously. Misses the second. As he misses the second, Aminu gets fouled. So then Aminu had two shots with three seconds to go off the... Because he was going for Yeah, and he hits the two free throws. The free, two yeah. free throws, games goes to overtime. Yeah. Um, and then we lose because Enos Kander can't really defend. No. So that's but, kind but of... But it's such a good matchup. In the playoffs, in a seven-game series, I honestly would not be able to pick who wins that series. I think it's interesting because OKC are one of those teams that are built... The way they are built this year are going to cause Portland troubles. Yeah, I mean, the aim is for them to cause Golden State troubles. I mean, a lot of a lot of other people that have been speaking about OKC, they're the one team where they're like, you know, in the first round, they could beat, they could beat Golden State. It's because they've got a, they've got a wing who is a superstar, yeah. Paul George. Yeah. Um, and because you've got someone like that, Portland doesn't. Yeah. And that's Portland's weakness and something we've always talked about. Like, I think in this game, a really good stat to kind of summarize that, you had, if you look at all the Portland wings, you've got Rodney Hood, mm. Jake Lehman, Mo Harkless, and Al Farouk Aminu. None of them household names. Well, I, I mean, like Rodney Hood in Utah was a household name, but obviously since Utah in Cleveland, he done was pretty filthy. Yeah. So in the, in this game, they shot five of 22 from the field. That's a strong bench right there. Two of 15 from three. Yuck. That's your wings. Yuck. But they don't, do they normally play that badly? No. But in the playoffs, yeah, they're yeah. going to get exposed in yeah, that 100%. offensively. So like the ball will get out of McCollum and Lillard's hands especially, and out of Nurkic's. Especially Aminu, who is a starter on that team as well. And like, so is Mo Harkless. Yeah, and Mo Harkless as and well. if they can't shoot, you've got problems. Whilst if you look at 
Okay, say Paul George gets 32 points, even shooting one of nine from three, which is unheard of from him, mm. and Russell Westbrook gets five of eight from yeah, three. Yeah, like, it, it was a weird shooting game. Weird shooting game. But the point is, I think OKC, and, and, and my takeaway from this game, OKC and Portland both will be in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Probably top five, I'm going to say. I'm going to say they're going to be in the I top I would say five. they will probably meet. If they, if they meet in the first round, it's four and five. I doubt it. It'll be second round they'll meet. Yep, Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully for the Blazers' sake. But the problem is, is no one can stop George. Because yeah. if you look at the, the four games I've played this year, which OKC have now swept Portland this year, yeah. um, George has scored 37, 36, 47, and 32. Can I be honest with you? And we're going to speak about this later. It's because this year, he's playing like he did in Indiana. Yes. He is a, he's, he's in the MVP conversation. We're he's talk about he's one of the four, and I think I think the fact that he stepped up his game so much. Like last year, you don't you don't see OKC, and you think, oh, Paul George, that's the real threat. You think yes. Russell Westbrook is going to put up a mellow, even mellow, maybe that's the threat. But Paul George this year has been uncanny, and this is why OKC are currently what the third or fourth, yeah, third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I, I think Paul George has really stepped it up, yeah, and he spreads the floor. He, he can shoot from anywhere. He's a, he shoot, he shot from the logo. Oh, I know. It's he's, he's nuts. incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. So I, look. Interesting game for me. I don't think it really will play too much of an impact in where the final playoff positions were. Like, I think good playoff intensity, mm. atmosphere. Portland, good team. Yeah. Okay, see a good team. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. This was just a brief taste, and I want to see more. I'm excited. I'd like to see more of that. We're going to go to the other end of the spectrum for my game of the week. to two teams that are not even slightly close to the playoffs, but super interesting teams that I think give them like three, four years could be amazing. And that's the Chicago versus Atlanta four overtime game. So which, in three years' time, this podcast, we'll be talking about them as playoff As playoff teams. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Look, I want to say that this, this game was nuts. It was the third highest scoring game ever. It was 168 to 161. That's 329 points in total. I like it in your notes, Harry, that you've written LOL. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, it's also like such a close game, and then the next game, the Hawks win in regular time. It's like a one twenty scoring game, whatever. Yeah. Trey Young played fifty six minutes. Vince Carter is still alive. Played forty five minutes. He just declared the other day that he wants to play another season. I'm <laughs> glad you saw that because yeah. that means he's not retirement until means he could be an all star. That's true. He could be an all star. Thank the Lord. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was also thinking about another season. We're no, like, no, no, no. we've seen you play. It's agonizing to watch. Yes. Please stop. Please, please stop. Um, but yeah, they play. You know, Marketing, Levine, Otto Porter Jr. play fifty five minutes each. This is obscene amounts of time to yep. play in a game. Yep. Fifty one points. That's a lot to get in a game, like Dame Lemon did just the other day. Yep. But yeah. Levine, he said during the game, he said, I was so tired that I airballed one of the balls just because I was tired, not because it was a bad shot. I'm like, Levine, we know you're jump shooting. It was probably a bad shot. Yes. But he airballed the ball because he was just fatigued. Now, Trey Young had a huge game, and, and he had 49 points, 16 assists, eight boards. Jesus. This was without John Collins as well. Yeah. Right? Um, sorry, Luca. You lose, you lose in this game. Zach Levine had 47, and Neil triple double. Porter and Marketing had 31 apiece. But why was this game so interesting? Mm-hmm. And it's because of the young cause. Yep. And I think, look, Chris Dunn I love. He was on my fantasy team, but he's dropped off this season. He's definitely not what he used to be last year. Yep. But marketing. Oof. He's essentially Dirk Nowitzki 2.0. Yep. Uh, and that's what I see I see from him. You know, Zach Levine is 24 points a game. He's a primary scorer. Chicago have a good young core. <laughs> if they make their core around marketing and Levine. And Porter Jr.? Porter Jr. fine, but like I'm, I'm talking about the young players, okay, yep. like those two young guys, and they're going to get a, probably a top four draft pick. And they got Wendell Carter Jr. That's true, who's coming off the bench at the moment. Yep. Um, but they could be a really good team in the future. But 
I think the team that I want to speak about, and I think you have a lot of thoughts about this as yep. well, yep. Uh, is Atlanta. Yep. So obviously it's draft night. They trade away Luka Doncic, who we know now is going to probably be Rookie of the Year because he's that good. Yep. He's pretty much a triple-double machine, yep. but he can actually shoot. Yep. So he's Russell Westbrook. Yep, on steroids. But yep. he can shoot. <laughs> but he can shoot. Um, they've got, so you're looking at like Trey Young. That's a lot of onus on Trey Young. You look at Trey Young, fine. John Collins, fine. On paper, not amazing. But then you look at these young stars. Since January, Trey Young has been, you know, just very hot. Last 10 games, he was 26, 10, and 4. He spaces the floor, shoots from anywhere, and... Stephen Curry Jr. Yeah, so they say that it might be Steph Curry 2.0. He can shoot from anywhere. Then you look at the other side of things, you've got John Collins, who out of nowhere, and he's, you know, he's, he was the 19th pick. Yeah, he was second... Second team all rookie last year, but like so was Lonzo Ball. So you know, Not I think I think he's really killing it. Like pretty much twenty points a game, ten rebounds per game, um, and his hops are just insane. Him and Trey Young is your centerpiece. Yep. You know, there's other people you could speak about, like um, what's his name, Hurtus or whatever his name is, Kevin Herter. Yeah, Herter, um, who swapped like jerseys with you know Dwayne Wade. Very nice, but. I think I just love the combination of Trey Young and John Collins. And you look at this team and you're like, holy crap, they could be getting Zion Williamson. If your big three is Trey Young, John Collins, and Zion Williamson, sure, that's not good next year. And then Dallas's pick. And yeah, and if they get Dallas's pick, they could, could potentially get CJ, what's his name, Bennett, uh, Barrett. Barrett, and, and Reddit. Probably be more, yeah, Reddick. 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 Whatever his name is. The other Duke players. The other Duke players. We're going to speak about draft in a couple of weeks. But their team could essentially be two first round picks in the first five. John Collins, Trey Young, and put whoever you want in center if Zion Williamson plays power I think John Collins will play center. Yeah, fine. But it doesn't matter. You look at that team. Sure, they're a college team essentially. Three, four years. That's a a hectic team. And it's it's that pick... Yeah. It's that Dallas pick that could be very valuable if Dallas doesn't continue the tank and that's that's true and, and make look, the top five. If if and I've heard this a lot. If Atlanta Hawks keep their pick, they win the Luka Doncic trade. I'm mm. sorry. Mm. You get Trey Young and two first round picks, essentially. Yeah. Well, he's the first round pick. But you get no, two, no, no, no. two first getting, round picks this year. This year, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you essentially get three first round picks in 2018, 2019. Yep. Yep. That's obscene, especially knowing how good this draft class is. Yep. They could win this trade, which no one ever thought when you're trading for Luka Doncic. Yeah, especially Trey Young. I think everyone thought he was just like a high volume shooter. But he literally... Can't defend still. No, can't still defend. can't defend. But you look at who's running the team, and it's this guy called Travis Sklenik, right? He's a former Golden State front office executive and and he's he's their general manager now and he's making the team Golden State 2.0. Yep. You know, you've got John Collins as as your Draymond. Then you have Zion Williamson who essentially is he's his own thing. He's Giannis. (laughs) Giannis Giannis, but bigger and hoppier and more threes. Yes. It's cooked. Um, But yeah, I just think Atlanta had the potential to be such an exciting team. I think this game against Chicago, yeah, it was a piss weak game. But let's look at this in two years, three mm. years' time, and see how these teams draft are. Draft lottery. Every year, I love that draft lottery. I know. And this year for Atlanta. It makes it exciting. Your, this, this is your year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm really excited about Atlanta. I really like John Collins. For me, he's a bloody superstar. He's my Tobias Harris. You know, like he, he should be <laughs> getting more. Like him. Yeah, he should be getting more love. Um, but yeah, a very exciting game. Four, t- four overtimes is always exciting. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. And the end result, who lost? Who lost? 
Atlanta did, but they win the next game. So, but they also won because they lost. Yeah, that's true. They also did win because they lost. Uh, love <laughs> teams that tank, yes. like the Lakers who are currently tanking. But we're going to get there. You're going to have your let's, time to rant. I, well, I'll, have a, I'll have a rant soon, but I think enough talking for me. Let's, let's, go, let's go back to you. Yep. Do you want to speak about MVP or, or playoff matchups let's that you do, think? Let's do playoff matchups. Okay, yeah. Let's do some matchups that you think are interesting. Just quickly. We'll go into playoffs a bit more in depth. Like, we've got a month left. Yep. We will look at the playoffs. Oh, we'll have yeah. a playoff special episode, probably. Because oh, yeah. there's no point, you know, looking in depth before you know. This is kind of what the preliminary is. Yeah. And, I, and I just want to, you know, potentially revise some of the predictions I've already made. Yeah. Uh, in previous, in the previous episodes. Okay. Um, so, in the East, what have we got at the moment? You've got the Bucks in first place. We play the Heat in eighth. Yeah, I see you in five. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Heat. Dwayne Wade has a stellar game in, in Miami as his final game, and that's it. That's it. Um, Raptors and Nets as the second and seventh. That goes to seven. Don't know who wins. Should wow. be Raptors. But Brooklyn, you just Raptors. don't know with Brooklyn. Raptors. Will it, it will be Raptors, but I, th- I think that goes six or seven. At the moment, Pacers in third seed versus sixth seed Pistons. I don't know who wins that. I don't even. Six. I don't want to watch that series. I, that I hope that doesn't happen. I, I don't want to see that happen. unless no. unless Oladipo suddenly becomes healthy again. I don't, I don't want to see any that. bit of that series. No. And then four and five, 76 is Celtic. That's cooked. Yes. At the beginning of the season, did you think that 76ers would be playing against Boston in the first in the round? First round? No. No, not even slightly. So what what am I actually expecting now? So in the last episode, I thought the final two playoff spots, because that's the one I was kind of like, yeah. we don't know. I think everything else is kind of sorted. Paces will drop off, and I'll, I still think they'll drop off to fifth spot, and it'll change everything that I'm just talking about. But um, I thought Magic and, and Heat were the, the two teams to make it, because they were on the verge, and the Nets were a certainty. Um, and if you look at it now... Um, the Nets are now seventh seed. Mm. The Pistons have jumped into sixth seed. Yeah, which is which is nuts. crazy. Um, and I think the Pistons are the one is the one team that kind of changed my thinking around this because basically Reggie Jackson is been playing quite well. Andre, really, I, I I didn't think he could still play. Same as Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond has been insane. Actually. I think Andre Drummond. If we if we actually look at his last contest versus the Timberwolves, yeah, Andre Drummond scored thirty one points, got eighteen rebounds against the Timberwolves. Wow, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, Can I just say really quickly? I just yeah. looked it up. Uh, Orlando have not been in the playoffs since 2012 when they had Dwight Howard. That's exactly right. Holy cow. If they get in, that'd be great. I would love that for Orlando. I thought they would make it. But now, because of the way the Pistons are playing, I still yeah. think the Nets make it. Even yeah. they're oh, Nets definitely make it. Pistons were the team that I thought would miss out because they got a hard schedule. But Magic keep dropping these dumb games. They beat a good team, and then they, they, they beat the Warriors, and then they lose to like the Bulls. And yeah. I'm like, you, you annoy me, Magic. So I'm dropping the Magic out. I'm thinking it will be Heat and Pistons that will get the final three spots. Yeah, I think also if you look at Dwayne Wade, how he's playing, he's propelling them. He's won them at least four or five games. No, the Heat will make it. Yeah. I don't know how Spolstra and Pat Riley, they'll, they'll do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm still waiting for the Pacers to fall the fifth seed. I think basically the East, other than that, is done. That's me calling it now. Let's talk about the West. The yeah. West. Oh, can I just say quickly, the East, which we will speak about a lot, if it is 76ers and Boston... I hope it isn't, but yes. I really hope it isn't. That should be a conference finals... At, at earliest yeah. um, which is the latest as well but I mean just off the top of your head quickly who do you think wins that series Celtics okay yeah. okay yeah. I, I don't even have an answer I wish I had an answer I think it might be 76ers just to make it interesting to be honest yeah. I don't rate Brett Brown yeah in playoffs but I also don't rate the chemistry of the Celtics and it's something that has been spoken about a lot obviously they had a couple of good wins against Golden State against the Lakers the hardest team in the league Gordon Hayward 
He's the key. Yeah, he's the Gordon X Factor. Hayward I know. And he had, he had 30 points against Golden State. So I get it. He plays well, game winner against the Kings. Yeah, true. They won three in a row. Now. I mean, Kyrie didn't even play that game. That's probably why they won that game. Um, that's, that's a different topic. But yeah, tell me, tell me about the West. Because the West, actually, I think our predictions were a bit off. Yeah, so what we got? Warriors in one mm. versus eight seed Clippers. I actually think Clippers are going to make the playoffs now. I've been I watching agree. them and. Like, bloody Lou Williams dropped 40 points the other day, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just obscene. They beat OKC the other day. Yeah. Uh, on a back-to-back for OKC after just playing overtime in Portland, so we kind of softened them up for Clippers to win. But yeah. still, look at that starting team. It's, it's just filth. filthy. It's so, they're still winning. They get. I think they actually take it to five games. I think they could win a game. I think Doc Rivers could win them a game, I think, because their bench would just outscore... So much so, the Warriors yes. bench, like, unless Iguodala starts actually playing again and Sean Livingston goes back to how he was, beautiful as he is. I Andrew love Andrew Bogut's going to be the difference. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, he's, he's come back. It's very exciting. Very exciting. He went straight, like, the Kings finished. He's like, hey, guys, I just lost the finals. Didn't really try. Can I come play for Golden State? Then you said, you know what? You would deserve another NBA championship. We'll give you a, here's a ring. Just take it. Exactly. We don't want it. Um, yeah, Warriors. Would. Yeah, that's an um, easy one. Nuggets, Nuggets 2, Spurs 7. I don't know who wins that series. Nuggets. If it's home court for Nuggets, they win because obviously Nuggets are notoriously hard to win. But Pop is Pop, and you can never five, discount. 5-6. Six. Six. I say 6, because I think Spurs win a couple of games at home. Yeah. Uh, Thunder v Jazz again. Rematch first round last year. 3-6. That went to overtime the other day. And I don't know who Thunder wins. Thunder won that one in overtime. Thunder should win. Yes. Because they don't have Mellow, which helps, but also that Paul George is better. Yes. Um, but I just don't know. The Jazz are one of those teams that... They could... I mean, look at... I mean, obviously they've got an easier schedule, but they're actually playing well against good teams. Yeah. And I just... Like, Joe Ingles sometimes shoots like seven of nine. Yeah. It's... And you're like, well, I don't know what to do in this situation. Their bench goes deep with Korver as well. I'm just like... I, Utah, you confuse me. Yes, I know. I, I could see Thunder in seven... Yeah, I think it goes go to seven. And then Rockets v. Blazers, 4-5. I don't know who wins that one. I don't know. I think, I think Portland should win because I think, I think, I think Harden will, dr- will run out of steam. Yeah. Chris Paul hasn't been playing great. Capella's He's been better been, recently. He has been better recently. Capella's obviously coming off that injury. Their bench is trash. I think this is a good matchup for the Blazers if they play the Rockets because their teams, if you think about the way the teams are set up, hmm. big two of Paul and Harden, and then you've got Capella, Nurkic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've kind of got the wings who like PJ Tucker, Alfred Camino, kind of even themselves out. Like but the Eric bench Gordon, is better for Portland. Portland's got a better bench. Yeah. So I think if Portland plays Utah or Houston, those are matchups they could win. Yeah. So the thing I was just going to talk about the West, yeah. in my opinion, I think the top two in the Warriors and Nuggets, that's locked in. I yeah. think the bottom two of the Clippers and Spurs, they might change around. Yeah. But I think that's I actually think in. I would love Kings to make a run. I mean, when was the last time Kings made it in the playoffs? But like. Um, Clippers and Suns, Clippers and Spurs are currently about four games above the Kings in ninth spot, and only after like there's only eighteen games more to go. I just don't see the Kings making it. No, I don't so. see them making it either. But like, I would love for them to make it just because they're young guns. The last time they were in playoff was two thousand and six, and they they got out in the first round against the Spurs. Yeah, they don't make it. They yeah. Don't. They don't make it. Um, especially with Marvin Bagley getting injured. Like, that didn't help. Yeah. I, I think the, the race in the West that you guys should be watching is the it's, third seed. Three to um, six. Three really. to six can change any day. Uh, and every day it does change. Yeah. I think the Thunder, Rockets, Blazers, Jazz, like, Jazz have the easiest schedule in the NBA. Okay, mm. have a pretty hard schedule, to be honest. Um, yeah, but they're still winning the games. Like, at the end of the day. Yeah, who knows. 
I think I, I think last year was interesting because you had that 7-8th seed and you weren't sure because obviously Denver and Minnesota were vying for that. That was awesome. That was amazing. This year I think it's going to be incredible because down the stretch, like the last couple of games, are going to be determined for the 3-6. to six. Yep. And those are the biggest matchups because it's who plays the Warriors. Which was kind of what happened last year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. If you remember, it was like the Jazz-Blazers game would determine who got the third set and Blazers won. Yeah. Look, Look I'm, I'm excited. I think playoff picture will become clearer, but I think now it's it's narrower. I think the West is the eight are pretty much set, and maybe there's one or two teams in the East that potentially might get in. Sorry, Kings, but yep. like, it's yep. been real. Yep. Quickly, how much it changes in like two weeks? It's crazy. Cause I mean, that's the NBA. Were, you and I were saying, I was saying a month ago, Lakers make it. Yeah. Well, they, they don't. We'll get there. What a segue. Do we want to get there now? Harry, you know what? I really feel as though this is your time to rant. I, I know you've been I, Yeah, I have. And look, a lot of people have ranted about it. I'm not going to be Stephen A. Smith. Like, I don't, I don't have that in me. I'm not that good. No. Um, but I'm not going to be Max Kellerman either. I'm not going to be the herd, whatever. I'm going to say how I feel as a Lakers fan. I want to start by saying Lonzo's out for the season, Brandon Ingram's out for the season. Yep. We're shutting down. Kuzma didn't play his second straight game. LeBron's on a minute restriction. He'll start playing less and less. He won't play it so bad that it affects his averages for the season. Like, he still wants to keep that. Yep. Um, but Lakers are done for the season. They're tanking, and now we're currently in 10th, and we're in the lottery, yep. which is amazing because we could get potentially a top five pick. If, if you can make it. If, if that's what we get at the end of the season, I say it's a successful season in the sense that at least something came out of it yes. positive. Yes. Also, then we trade that pick to New Orleans and we get Anthony Davis. Yep. This is the hope. Brandon yep. Ingram also showed sparks of being a superstar. Just don't trade him away. Well, we'll see. Now, look, what, what we really need is we need Kemba Walker or Kyrie. I would love Kyrie to come to the Lakers. He won't. I'd love that. Kemba at least is an upgrade from what we currently have, which is then we have a shooting guard. What about DeMarcus Cousins? Sure, Boogie comes on a minimum, fine. He's, he's shit. No, I don't <laughs> care. He's, he's nothing. Now, I think for me, I want to start this by saying that it's not this season. It's, it's this season that I've been disappointed. Lakers haven't been in the playoffs for many years. But I think, for me, this is the first season I've actually been upset about them. I can't even watch the games anymore. Which, I mean, it did happen when we were blowing out a lot of games and just failing. Yeah. But look, it all started for me in 2011. We get swept by the Mavs in the playoffs. Yep. We finished with the second best record in the 2011 season. Obviously, we won back-to-back championships. And we get swept. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Andrew Bynum is gone. Like, we make it the next year. We're losing five to OKC. And then we get excited because it's the infamous, we get Steve Nash, get Dwight Howard. I'm like, okay, I'm a Lakers fan. It's 2012, you know, heading into 2013. We can make a run at this. We could be a championship team again. And then it goes just terribly wrong. Dwight Howard sucks. He's just the worst thing that Mitch Kupchak has ever done. Mm. I mean, as everyone has seen, um, you know, Kobe, of course, gets injured. Nash is injured Injured. all the time. Then Dwight Howard leaves to Houston. Thanks goodness. That's great. Then Kobe plays six games in the 2013 season. Mm. Gets injured again. Mm. Nash is gone. He's injured most of the season. It's the first time they missed the playoffs in nine years. And it's the most losses we've ever had. This is 2013. We haven't even got draft picks yet. And then we start the tanking. You know, we get no free agents. No one wants to come play in LA. We lose Nash to an injury. Then he retires. Kobe plays 35 games. He's out most of the season. We get Julius Randle. Thank goodness. Number seven pick. That's amazing. People get excited again. Injures, breaks his leg first game. Yep. He's out for the entire rookie season. Kobe tears his Achilles. Like, it's all, it's all over. Then we have 2015, which is a write-off season. It was Kobe's farewell tour. We're 17 oh, of 65. God. We get D'Angelo Russell, but he doesn't even get to shine because it's Kobe's farewell. Yeah. Kobe shoots like 60 shots in his last game. 
He it's, was amazing in that last game. I've got to it say. was. He was pathetic. He took fifty shots and scored sixty points. Yeah, good on him. No, it was his last game. Gross. Look, the team is just terrible. Like we get Roy Hibbert for some reason, and we get Sweet Lou, who I love. We're the worst in the West at the end of the season. That's how Kobe leaves the Lakers. Yeah. And at this point, I'm not disappointed. I'm like, you know what? We deserve this. We didn't try to get superstars. We should have... Yeah, I get it. Kobe's long-serving, but we didn't make a play for superstars. We lost Pau Gasol. Our team's getting older. We had, Our rookies suck. Mm. We don't have any, anyone to rely on. Mm. We don't deserve to win, and I was okay with that. Then we start getting second round, you know, second picks. So, so we had D'Angelo. Then we get Brandon Ingram. 2016, 2017, we bring in Magic Johnson. I'm getting a bit excited now. I'm like, Magic Johnson, Rob Palinka. This is a new era of the Lakers. We get the second pick. Now we have a young core of Random, Ingram, and Russell. They're hungry. They're young. But we still tank because we want another second pick. Mm. And then the whole Lonzo Ball thing. Great. The best thing to come out of the draft last year was Carl Kuzma, obviously. And still I'm not upset. Still, I'm like, you know what? We're, real, we're real rebuilding. I don't your, love the... Your, your winning record improved a lot. Exactly. And it did. Luke Walton's coaching, of course. We finished with 35 and 74. I like our young players. Josh Hart is having a great season. Kyle Kuzma was like third in voting for MVP. Mm. Like a rookie of the year or yep. fourth or whatever. He makes first team. Lonzo makes second. We're, we're getting a team that looks a bit better. And I'm getting excited. Like this young core. Yeah, in the offseason, we're getting Paul George. That's enough. Young core, Paul George. I love it. Yep. And then I get a little bit, I get a little bit excited because we get LeBron James, and I'm like, this changes everything. Look, we don't get another superstar, that's fine, but we have LeBron James in this young core. Oh, I'm excited. I'm officially excited, and that's when the expectation starts. And this, for me, getting LeBron James is the worst thing to ever happen to the Lakers. Period. Why? Because our young stars stop developing, and look, for the first half of the season until he gets injured. You guys were, we were fourth great. in the West? We were fourth in the West. We were phenomenal. We could play defense. We had one of the best defensive records in the team, in the, in the league. Our rookies were amazing. Our team was healthy. Even without Rondo, we were winning games. We couldn't string together more than four games wins. But hey, we had a winning record. We were fourth. Then LeBron gets injured. That's and then it's all over. So, yeah. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe not saying LeBron is the worst thing in the world. But for me, the worst thing that happened is LeBron gets injured. He's out for those 18 games. Our season is done at that point. And I think I was disappointed because for the first time ever, like since 2012, essentially, mm. I'm excited about the Lakers. We have a superstar who is still putting up triple doubles and 30 points a game. Mm. We have a young core that is eager and hungry and ready to play. Yeah, we have a shit bench and the rest of our players suck, but there's hope. And then LeBron gets injured and then I look at the team and I look at the team and I say, why does this make any sense? I'm sorry. I get it. You wanted to. I get the the mentality behind it. You wanted to surround LeBron by with athletic people. When you look on paper and you look at Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, who doesn't even play for the team anymore, we let Julius Randle walk to get Rondo. I love Rondo. Don't get me wrong, but Julius Randle is a 2010 player who would have been phenomenal coming off the bench. Could have been sixth man of the year. Mm. We get rid of. We we lose Brook Lopez essentially for Michael Beasley, who that is crazy. Better than JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler and Mo Wagner and Zubak, who's playing well, we then get rid of. And then I start thinking, you know what? Maybe the misfit experiment, that was a bad idea. Look, LeBron starts not playing defense. We have one of the worst defensive records. Carl Kuzma and Brandon Ingram are still trying to find their place, but they're not developing because LeBron's like had it with the team. Rondo's offsetting with the crowd. Oh, that was ridiculous. And we can't hit threes. We can't hit free throws. We can't play transition defense. 
Maybe I'm not upset about the fact that we got LeBron. I think it's great that we got LeBron. He's a superstar. He's in the conversation for the best of all time. But in getting LeBron meant we didn't get to develop Carl Kuzma. Josh Hart's been terrible this season. Mm. Brandon Ingram only been playing well the last couple of games. And now he's out. Now he's out. Lonzo was playing really well, but was injured most of the season. Maybe if LeBron doesn't get injured, we don't look at all the issues with the team. But now that it's there, we look at it and we say, this team was never going to work. This team was never going to challenge the Warriors. Yeah, like, you crazy. think that, buddy, Lance Stevenson's going to match up against even Sean Livingston? Mm. It's never going to happen. The Lakers were disappointing this season. For the first time ever, as a Lakers fan, I was actually upset by them because there was no prospects. Mm. We should have done better. The front office should be reprimanded for this, but they won't be. Luke Walton's going to get fired, but maybe he shouldn't be. LeBron James is going to be like, well, it wasn't my fault. Well, mate, it was your fault because even getting a triple-double, your team still sucks around you. You should be making players better. Our young guys didn't get to develop anymore. The only silver lining is that we might get a top-ten pick. Mm. When you look at this team at the start of the season, you don't think they're going to get a top-ten pick. They were, you know, hypothesized to be in the West Conference Finals. Finals. Yeah. But this is my question, Harry. I think the young core is overrated. I think that's it. I'm sorry. Carl Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram was putting up 25 points a game over the past 10 games. 10 games in an 82-game season, Harry? True. I get it. He was injured for bits of it. And I, I, I just look at that young core, and I think at the start of the season, I think you made a very good point. I don't buy the Lakers picks. I don't believe that you... And that's why Pelicans did not accept the Anthony Davis offer. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, no one else in the league rates them as highly as a Lakers fan rates your young core. No, I think I think Kuzma's good. I think Kuzma's the best of the bunch. Okay. Even though he can't play defense, but he's learning. So you got Kuzma? And is that it? I think Lonzo does make a difference to the game. Like, with Lonzo on the floor, we had one of the best defensive ratings. With him out, we've been trash and can't play defense at all. So you've got a defense first point guard. And that's fine, because we got our scoring. Kuzma is offensive only. If you look at the Cavs last year, yes, it's in the East, and obviously this would be a different conversation if we were in the East. Because it's still but we're not. Mix. We're in the West. And that may, I mean, yeah, that makes a big difference. But I think, you know, I think our guys are okay. I think you look at Cleveland and who was surrounded by, yeah, they had Kevin Love, who is a 2010 player, but like Kuzma is a 2010 player. Mm-hmm. Rondo is still getting 10 assists a game off the bench. I think the issue for me is that they can't shoot threes, they can't hit three th- free throws. I was watching LeBron, 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 LeBron trying to shoot free throws and he just can't. And like, Mo Wagner is probably our best three-point shooter. He's trash. Sorry. Like, he is. He spaces the floor. Cool. But like, whatever they've done with this team, it just doesn't make sense. And that's why I'm like, you know, you insert Kemba, someone that he needs the ball in his hand a little bit, yeah. but like, can do his own thing. He can take over if he wants. Same as Kyrie. No one on this team can take, take over games except LeBron. Mm. Kuzma had a couple of games where he had like you know forty points or whatever fifty, yeah. But Look, the way the front office should be blamed for this situation because it is their fault. They're all holding out for twenty nineteen free agency. That was the thing. Every single deal they've made has always been in line with twenty nineteen. But no, they haven't because they were holding out to the twenty eighteen free agency so they get LeBron and Paul George. Then yeah, they don't okay. have to worry about anything else. Then that failed. Now they're waiting for 2019. You think any of the free agents are going to sign with the Lakers? You think a single free agent is going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers to play with LeBron and his shit, Kyrie shit could. crew? Kyrie could. Kyrie's not going there. He's going to New York. If he's going anywhere, he's going to New York. Kyrie. And he will win a championship in New York with KD. <laughs> the only person that I can see coming to the Lakers is Kemba. And I'll take Kemba because that's an upgrade from not Lonzo. having Lonzo. anyone. Or Lonzo will still play. They'll play two point guards. Okay. But Lakers, 
Vucevic, I think, would be great for the Lakers. Mm. He can play defense. He's a great three point shooter. Vuce, I love, Vuce I love Vucevic. Vucevic for the Lakers. But that's not a superstar. He's an all star. He's not a superstar. Mm. He's not one of the best, you know, ten players of the game. I think with LeBron. There's no prospect of the Lakers in 2019 getting another superstar. So you've got an aging LeBron, a young core that no one wants. Well, you what is what trade, is what is the future? Yeah. The only re- the only way we trade for AD is if we magically get a top four draft pick, mm. and then give all the young core as well. It's not going to happen. So I think the Lakers next season will be the exact same team with instead of the mismatch shit show that is currently going on, three point shooters and people that can actually score. Just to, just to space the floor so at least LeBron can drive mm. and Kuzma can drive mm. and maybe they'll score a bit more. Maybe they'll get a couple more defensive players. I mean, our defense sucks. I was literally watching their transition and they just watch a player. They had three Lakers players in front in, in, um, in the game against um, the Clippers. Mm. Three Lakers players in front and the guy just like, it was probably sweet Lou, but still, mm. just like weaves through. When Avery Bradley is scoring 30 points on your team, you know you have a bad defensive team. I just think, I don't, see, I don't see the Lakers getting any better. I think that's where my rant really comes from, is that the Lakers, since 2012, yeah, you've been disappointing with them, but now is the first time we could actually do well, and we're not going to, because we don't have that second superstar, and LeBron's getting old. Cool, he can carry the team, but like he's the problem with the team as well. He's not playing defense, he's not motivating the team. It, um, look, for me, it's disappointing. And it's the first time I've actually seen the Lakers and been like, you should be winning games. And they're not. And they're not. It shows you how hard the West is. It's not even the West. <laughs> if the Lakers aren't playing defense. I've watched them. They suck. Well, Harry. Anyway, let's, let's move on. That's my rant. I'm not going to rant again. And, and that's what I wanted to say as well. This is the last we speak of the Lakers. This year, yes. We do not speak of the Lakers until the offseason. Until draft lottery. Until draft lottery. Because Lakers are no longer relevant. No. LeBron is relevant. He passed MJ. Of course he's relevant individually. The Lakers as a team, no longer relevant. Yep. And this is why I want to say that maybe I'll choose a game where they play well. But for me... I just couldn't, I wouldn't bother. Lakers are done for the season. I want to speak about them because that's all anyone's speaking about. Yes. No one cares. They're the Lakers. I get it. They're a storage franchise and they've got LeBron. They suck. Let them suck. Let's speak about another team. Let's speak about the Clippers making it to the playoffs. Let's speak about Spurs still making it 21 years on. Yes. Speak about Detroit, for God's sake. Yeah. But let's leave the Lakers alone. Let's yeah, let's leave the Lakers alone. Okay, that's my rant done. We will never speak about the Lakers until 2019, 2020 season. Thank and you very I much. Wish you well. Thank you. Um, MVP. Let's do it quickly. Well, for me, Harry, if we're going to talk about MVP after that incredible rant, there's only one place I'm going to start. Did you with MVP. speak in the rant? I feel like I was just like speaking at you, and I apologize. No, no, no. You've got a vent, Harry. I've, okay. I got a vent. I think it's just making me upset, and all I hear is about like. Uh, sorry, it's fine. That's fine. It's like the child that you leave, you forget to pick up from practice, but they're still there. You can never leave them forever. You've got to pick them up at some point. It's like that child that keeps on p- trying to pass that exam and unfortunately they keep on failing. They right? do keep on failing. And they're like, you know what? I'll try a different pencil. No. Instead, I'll just try a rubber. Let me use a rubber to do this exam. I got it. We're sweet. For those listening across the world, a rubber is an eraser, yes, as they call it. Um, MVP, Harry. Yeah. Well, you know, if we're going to start with MVP, we're going to start with, obviously, LeBron James. <laughs> No, we're not. We're gonna I mean, he's se- he has had a good season. He's like 27, 8, and 8. So uh, he's you, not going to be MVP. It's beautiful statistics, though. He's yeah, not, he's not. He's so who, realistically, there's three. There's three. There's three. Let's start with the, the number one candidate because I think this one is the one for me and you. I think we both agree on this. We do. Giannis Antetokounmpo. If Bucks keep first place, it's his. 27 points, 12.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.5 blocks, on 1.4 steals, 
Effective field goal percentage of 59.7%. I actually think that Giannis is one of the few players whose statistics don't demonstrate how dominant he is in a game. Yep. 27 points, like in the current NBA, fine. Trey Young does that. Who cares? But I think the way Giannis takes over a game, and you see the difference when he's not playing as well, he's not, a, he's not the MVP. He's, he's a superstar for the next five years. Well, people talked about who would be the next best player in the world after LeBron. Yeah. It's probably this guy. What really interests me about Giannis is he has a different game. Mm. And he's not just like... When you look at Steph Curry, he was amazing because he can shoot from anywhere. Whereas Giannis is like... He's just his own beast. Mm. Like, obviously, that Eurostep is nuts. But, like... How do you stop him? He, I mean, he really can't really shoot threes, but he can hit jumpers. He destroys in the paint. He, he does everything. But he's also a point guard at 6'11". Like, how do you stop him? Who stops him? The only person I can think of that stops him is, like, like a KD type. Or AD. AD. Yeah. AD versus Giannis, that's a good matchup. Yeah. Well, look, I think why I think he is going to get MVP, I think you hit it correctly. I think num- the Bucs are the number one seed in the East. And they came, I think, seventh or eighth last year. Budenhoser also gets coach of the year, obviously. Yep, obviously. Um, incredible numbers. Hasn't received the award previously. In fact, interesting enough, three of the last four MVP winners have come from the team which finished with the NBA's best record. You know who it wasn't? Who? Russell Westbrook. Remember that year that he got it? But that was the triple-double. Yeah, that was the first year he got a triple-double for the whole season, beat Wilt Chamberlain's record. And you're like, he'll never do this again, except for the next two seasons. Exactly. Um... He hasn't been triple-double in a while, though. He had, like, three assists the other day. I, I was like, are you even Russell? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Go home. Um, yeah, so for me, I think Giannis is the clear favourite at the moment. Yeah. But I think it's still worth talking about these other two. Second favourite, James Harden. Obviously the beard. Uh, 36.7 points a game. Yeah. Six and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists, 2.2 steals, which... He's actually getting better defensively. Yeah. And then shooting 88% from free throw line. Why could he win? That scoring record. He's the point leader in the NBA, and the Rockets have been winning since 12th of December. The Rockets, the, only the Bucks have a better record than the Rockets in the NBA. Yeah, but the Bucks still have a better record. Can I be honest with you? If Chris Paul was injured the whole season, the beard gets it. Like his numbers he was putting up when Chris Paul was out were obscene. Insane. Like he had a run of 40 point games, 50 point games. It was like, it was, he was dominating games, you couldn't stop him. Like he was getting the free flow like 15, 20 times a game. I think James Harden has declined a little bit since then. I think yeah, he hasn't been as good. But also, like, Incredible. you expect more from James Harden. I think with I mean, Giannis... 36.7 points a game. Yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely... It's like, nuts. He's a scoring... Machine. Machine. I think if Rockets had the first best record in the West, it would be it his. Would, but, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, third place, and we spoke about him earlier. Can I just say, days. though, I think it will be very close between Giannis Harden and, and Harden. Harden. I think Harden will definitely get a lot of second place votes, and Giannis a lot of first, but it will be very clear that's the first and second. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and we did, sorry, I cut you off. But no, but Paul George Paul is my George. third choice. Uh, 28.6 points a game, 8.1 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 2.3 steals, 39% from three. I hate Paul George. He should have been on the Lakers. I would have taken him over LeBron. He also could be def- one of the defensive players of the year. Oh, yeah. And that's, the for me, also why it's not only his points, his rebounds, his assists, it's his defense. Do you think Russell makes him better? Do you think Westbrook actually makes him a better player? No. He's just, like, this good anyway. Yes. I think we saw it in the Pacers. Yeah. He carried true. that I mean, Pacers team with no one to, like, the playoffs every year. No, what about, um, what's that guy's name? Um, Roy Hibbert? Oh, yeah, he's really good. Danny Granger? Oh, they're really good. Um, Harry, I want <laughs> Wow, what a flashback. I want to talk about two other players and yeah. names, but I don't think either of them... If we're going to round out a top five... Yeah. Nikola Jokic with yeah. the Nuggets. Yeah, I see um, that. He, I mean, Nuggets also have the second best record. If they had the first, maybe he'd be more in contention. 
But he's almost averaging a triple double. Yeah, I think that's pretty incredible for a center. It is, and uh, he's. Uh, did, I watched him against Lakers the other day. His court vision is insane. He went for like a layup, and then instead of doing the layup, did a wraparound pass and passed it to I don't know Gary Harris or whoever it was, and then they dunked it. And I was like, no center should ever do that. Like imagine Shaq doing that. No, Shaq wouldn't. He'd do probably that. just punch someone in the face. Like just like in attempt, not because he's aggressive, but because like attempting to wrap around <laughs> someone. Just a bear hug. Yes, exactly. And the last one, Steph Curry. Yeah. Okay. I think people forget that Steph Curry and KD are still two of the best players in the game. Yeah. They get they do. get overlooked quite a bit. Yeah, they do. But, yeah, I see that. Now, we've got time for just one more game. Am I speaking too fast? Is, is this an okay speed to speak yeah, at? I think so. I just get really excited when I speak about NBA. It ramps me up. No, it's good. I saw a lot of NBA this week, so, I mean... I've got not, a lot to speak about. A lot I might, to might be fired, so I might have more time. Now... You don't oh, I look. I didn't, don't I didn't look. see. I okay, didn't so anyone. I'm going to tell you the name of someone. Okay. You got to tell me who they play for. Okay. I'll start off with an uh, with with an easy one. Derek White. That's an easy one. Huh? Yeah, that's an easy one. He's a starter. He's a st- oh Derek White. Yeah. Derek. In the West, he's a starter. He's averaging nine point seven points per game, three and a half assists per game, three and a half rebounds per game. He's played about fifty games this season. Derek White. Derek White. He also played a bit of starting point guard for them last season as well. Point guard? Yeah, he's a point guard. Um, I can give you a hint to, to get it. Spurs? Yeah. There it is go. the Spurs. There I mean, you, you definitely didn't know that. You just plucked that out of your ass, but that's fine. No, no, I thought about it. All right, this one you should know. Okay. Darrell Wright. Darrell Wright. He recently got traded. He did recently get traded. Grizzlies. He does play for the Grizzlies. Good. I thought you would get that one. These next three, if you get them, I will be genuinely impressed. Yep. Because I reckon there's no way you get them. Let's go. Theo Pinson. He's the third string shooting guard for which team? He's played about seven games this season, five points per game, three rebounds per game. Theo Pinson. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. Yep. Please do. His team is in the playoffs. That is... That's only narrowed it down to 16. To 16. <laughs> Can you give me west or east? East. He had a really good game where he probably scored about six points. Oh, good. Probably the highlight um, of career. Primarily plays in garbage time. You know who I'm going to go with here? Yeah. And they're currently in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to go with Nets. You saw my sheet. I did not. You definitely no, saw my sheet. I no, I did not. I did not. I did not. Did I get yeah, right? Yeah, you did you're, get it right. I don't, believe, I don't believe that. There that is, is no amazing. way out of 16 teams that you picked up. There's just no way. Okay. Harry, I Kendrick Williams. That. I'm not giving you any information. Pelicans. How did you know that? I have not looked at your sheet. Well, he's, he's, he's their starting shooting guard now, so, I mean, that happens. Yeah, I follow All right, happens. Emil Jefferson. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's a power forward, played five games this season, 1.2 points per game, 1.4 rebounds per game. Um, you have to give me more hints. East. Emil Jefferson. <laughs> um, playoffs or no playoffs? No playoffs. Yeah, that's what I thought. Emil Jefferson. Just what do you think? What teams are you narrowing it down to? Do you have a couple of thoughts? Wizards. Yeah. One. Yeah. Emil Jefferson. He sounds like a Knicks player. Could be a Knicks. Okay, you got five seconds. You got five seconds to tell me what's your answer. He's definitely East. Yeah. Um, quick, quick, quick. Knicks. You're wrong. He plays for the Orlando Magic and he's just filth. But like, I mean, good for him. He's playing in the NBA. What the hell are we doing with our lives? Exactly right. I don't believe for a second that you knew that Theo Pinson played for the Brooklyn Nets. I think that is... That was just a guess out of thin air. Yeah, well, look. The fact that you didn't know that Derek White... I mean, even I know Derek White starts for Spurs. It's the name that... 
Yeah. It's one of those names it's that not I, a memorable I don't name. No. And also I don't watch that many Spurs games. No, neither do I. But you know, you did well. I'm I like this game. I think it's a good game. I it like finding these players because they're bloody random. Emil jo- I'm shocked by that. I yeah. have no idea who that I is. I don't know the bench players for most teams in fairness, like yeah. the the garbage time players, but hey, there you go. Four out of five, Harry. Not bad. Now, next week we will not be speaking about the Lakers, but we will be speaking about a whole bunch of things. Be very close to the playoffs, so hopefully we'll get a better idea. Maybe we'll give a bit of insight about who we think is going to be most improved and mm. uh, six man and all those type of things and just the storylines that are happening. We didn't speak about the Celtics this week who have had maybe their own rant. turmoil, but maybe if you want to rant about that in a couple of weeks, I would love to hear you speak about Portland. We need to speak more about Portland because they're a good team. No one else speaks about Portland. No one cares about Portland because, like, you know what, second round, done. To be fair, if you listen to the coverage from yeah. TNT um, on that OKC Portland game, yeah. we were predicted to go to the conference finals and then to the finals. Yeah, I don't But I think that. they were kind of just I think they were jesting. just Yeah, I think they were jesting. That's it's fine. not happening. We They're not going to the it. finals. But it's, it's going nice. to get past the first round. Harry. I mean, Golden State have dropped three or four, so it's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. I'm calling back. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, make sure to check us out on the socials. There you guys. Did you call back?